0: Everybody, welcome to Judgy Crime Girls. I'm Andrea, and I'm Claudia, and we're here to bring you the worst story possible. Yes, and this one will not let you down. It's just the worst after worst. Mm-hmm. Um,
1: can I give a quick shout out Please. maybe to our new listener, Mike? Hi, Mike. Hi, Mike. Thanks for suggest for suggesting this case. However, it was already in the works. Andrea, when, as soon as I told her um, that you suggested this, she was like, that's the one I'm doing this week. Or That ne- was last week. Yeah. Yeah. So next week. And uh, I'm like, oh, my God. So thank you. And thanks for listening. I'm so excited.
0: We are so thankful to all of our listeners out there it's so cool to hear different things from everybody Mm -hmm. there's cases that i haven't even gotten to yet that people have recommended to me but this one really stuck out Mm -hmm. i am super excited to tell you guys about it today yeah i'm
1: excited to hear about it because i we've mentioned it over and over we typically don't talk about our cases and uh, so i didn't even know you were working on it And uh yeah, I'm I'm super excited. And I'd like to mention our um new site hustle here on the podcast. We're dating uh service now. We are not. (laughs) If you're looking for someone, let us know. (laughs) Our friend Darlene is looking for a
0: nice guy. Tall, dark, handsome. Now accepting applications. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. If you're stable
1: <laughs> and not a creep, shoot us a message. You have to be retired. That's a stipulation. Or close to it. Or at least close to it. Yeah. I'm not sure she gave us necessarily an age range maybe she did I don't remember but yes Darlene we got you we got your back so
0: hey this is our 25th episode
1: unbelievable we've been doing this for 25 weeks I
0: feel like I'm 25 again
1: (laughs) you you felt and looked like it last week Saturday oh my gosh you guys should have been there she was like a celebrity. They're like, oh, my God, can I take a picture with you? We went to 80s night. We mentioned that last week that we were going. It was Andrea's birthday. And um, people kept saying, oh, my God, Tina Turner. And I'm like, it's not Tina Turner. <laughs> <laughs> but she looked amazing. Thank
0: you. It was so much fun. But I could not compete against this asshole yes you could look i was up against mc hammer on the stage for the costume contest and it wasn't happening because there was no vodka in the house when andrea showed up yeah that's true it was running dry
1: but you had it you were robbed and all 50 people left at that time no there were more than that but uh they all agreed you were robbed of the hundred dollar price.
0: Look, if you're gonna celebrate your birthday, you might as well go big. Yeah, big and, hair, and you did big all the way out. We 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 had a lot of fun. It was crazy.
1: So by the end of the night, you guys left already, uh, and we were not. We were right behind you actually, because they shut down like shortly after eleven, right? But the event said from seven thirty to eleven fifty nine p.m right? Till midnight. Mm -hmm. So we're standing there uh, drinking uh, our beer and the security guard came over and he was like, all right, guys, wrap it up. You got to go. And I said, bullshit. It says 1159. That fucker got on his phone and looked it up and walked away. He's like, well, shit, it does. (laughs) So we went over to the deck because I wasn't done drinking (laughs) I'm like yeah i want a party uh yeah they were closed too and so was club soda
0: we're gonna have to move to cali i was disappointed where they know how to stay up all night i don't know speaking of staying up all night mm-hmm. we are gonna go to crime con in vegas yes in next year where you never sleep
1: yes i love vegas it's my favorite place to be besides mexico Besides next to my husband, goals gag. <laughs> so yeah, I'm super excited. Crime Con, all things crime.
0: We'll see. I I just want to see who they have lined up, but they have dates. I mean, you can purchase the mm-hmm. VIP passes and whatnot. It's like they want to sell them to you but they don't want to give you
1: names right yet. right i wish we could have gone on the cruise because they have oh my god now why can't i think of his name
0: no hang on is it in march CrimeCon. uh was it in march Didn't or was say- it in june oh
1: what's our favorite guy paul holes yes Paul holes yeah they have a
0: crime true crime cruise like literally it's April 29th through May 1st yes tickets are on sale guys
1: so we're going to Vegas uh, April 25th <laughs> through May 5th yeah. Yeah, I was thinking March but I guess it's it's April mm-hmm. for sure yeah I was thinking June so hey it's right in the middle.
0: Oh, my gosh. Anyway. Mm-hmm. Well, I, I want to dive into this. Yeah. You're ready. I am ready. Right. This this guy, you cannot... The horrors he brought me, and I think it's the way he would do it, how he would stalk people mm-hmm. before... Oh, I cannot wait to get into this with you. It's Tommy Lynn Sells. And it's not just what he did, but it's also how he got caught. Cause this 10 year old little girl who's a badass, so she's in her thirties now, mm-hmm. I think she's 30 or 31. Cause I don't, I'm not sure when her birthday is, but maybe she's listening. Hello. <laughs> um, so let's dive into it. Yes. So in 1964, Nina Sells gave birth to twins in Oakland, California. So, but sadly, at just 18 months old, one of the twins died of meningitis, leaving the surviving twin, Tommy Lindsells, who he had the disease also, but he overcame it. But his mother, kind of overcome with grief, unable to care for him, sent him across the country to Missouri to live with his aunt Bonnie. Mm-hmm. So, straight up from childhood, Tommy is kind of, um, thrown from his home to here to there across the country. And he seemed to have a pretty normal life with his aunt Bonnie. Um, years went by and it seemed like his mother had kind of abandoned him there. And, um, Bonnie, her intention was to adopt him. Um, because, you know, at the age of five, his mom caught wind of that and, she came and grabbed him overnight. She was like, yeah, no, you can't adopt Why? him. You, you can... didn't
1: give a shit the first five years.
0: Yeah. You didn't, you didn't care all this time, but here you are, you know, and so, and it's really, it's unfortunate because I kind of wonder what would have happened if mm-hmm. he would have stayed with his aunt, but his mom came and got him and it's been said she wasn't a great example. So at the, at seven years old, he started drinking at seven years old. I mean, Molly is seven and she's doing all right. She's not drinking yet. Right. So I think we're doing okay. But so he started drinking and running away from school. And then at the age of eight, he was really longing for attention. And Tommy spent time with a neighbor named Willis Clark, who began to molest him with the cons- mm-hmm. consent of his mother. Oh, I mean, talk about a piece of shit. Oh. Yes. At least that is what he says. And eventually that guy was tried and convicted. Mm -hmm. And so they did get justice in that way. But the after effects of all of this just, you will not believe. So at the age of 10, Tommy begins drug use and he starts using marijuana. And where does a 10 year old get married? Not from. Well, where did you get it when you
1: were 10? I didn't. I... I didn't even know that was such a thing. Now, no, alcohol I... might have been a different story, but yeah.
0: Yeah, I didn't. I have no idea. Must have been maybe laying around the house. Well, yeah, because by that time, I'm not sure when the neighbor was convicted. So maybe he was getting it from uh, the neighbor. Yeah, yeah. It didn't say like what year mm-hmm. the neighbor was convicted. Of, okay. So I don't know. But, uh, you know, he was confused and mm-hmm. angry and a teenager, you know. So his life was making less and less sense. And at the age of 13, one night he decided to crawl naked into his grandmother's bed while she slept. Damn. So the confusion just kind of drove him mad. And his mother made the decision to kick him out of the house completely. And instead of getting him some help or something, so he was alone. He was out on the street at 13. No one wanted him anymore, not even his own family. And the freedom of the street kind of gave him a new way of life that Mm -hmm. he could try to make sense of. At least he could figure out things for himself the only way he knew how,
2: Mm -hmm.
0: and that way was to get what he wanted at whatever cost. He had nothing to lose at that point, which was extremely dangerous. So at the age of 14, he's like, screw you guys. I'm just completely leaving this town. And he left town. So he moves away and he just begins to board trains and travel to different states with only one idea in mind, survival. He just wants a hot meal every day. So he's just working in exchange for food. So he was a hairdresser, a a farmer, a mechanic, a grocer, anything at all, um, I mean, you can imagine me trying to cut your hair. Like, mm-hmm. I mean, like, please, just can I have cut your hair to have some mac and cheese? I cannot cut hair to save my life. Now, you used to cut hair. Yeah. I tried to cut Kenny's hair during quarantine mm-hmm. last year. Oh, that was so bad. I'm sure he remember. I'm just like, don't look at the back. Don't, don't look, look in back. the mirror. Period. Just trust me. <laughs> you, were, yeah, I should have invested in that wig last Mm -hmm. year that i wore it at 80 of night that's what i should have done for him (laughs) so anyway um he wanted eventually he wanted something more and he began committing all kinds of robberies including car thefts and police caught him stealing a truck and he ends up serving 16 months in prison so that was kind of his first stint in jail But he got smarter. And from then on, he just went off the map. He never stayed in one town too long. And this meant that once the murder started, it took years for them to try to track him down because he was very smart. Mm -hmm. Um, Because, you know, when a community is kind of on alert, Mm -hmm. they may call in a tip that doesn't seem like it's important, but oh, right. it solves the case right. I and mean, it's just everything. Mm-hmm. But when these attacks would happen out of the blue randomly, they couldn't connect them to other ones and nobody knew to be looking around for him, which is the creepiest. Kind of, Yeah. So he was from cities to cities. Ah, I cannot talk anyway. That's how he became known as the coast-to-coast killer because it was completely from one edge of the coast to the other. And his first murders, one of his first murders, he committed when he was just 16 years old. 16. He broke into a house to steal stuff. That was his intention. But when he found a pedophile abusing a child in Mm -hmm. the house, he flipped and he, you know, all these memories. I can see that. Came back Mm -hmm. and he came unglued and started stabbing him. And that was, that was his first victim. And it made him feel good that he, like he had gotten revenge somehow, Mm -hmm. but he only wanted more. I mean, that was just the beginning. So in the summer of 85, he picked up a job as a carny. Oh, carnies. Here we go. Here we go. I know. So why are we not surprised? A a young mother, Ina Court, and her four-year-old son, Willie, enjoyed an evening at the Taney Counter Fair in Missouri. And... Okay, so really the only people that know what happened are the three of them. Mm -hmm. So it's speculated that Tommy followed them home from the fair, even though he says she invited him.
2: Mm -hmm.
0: And one article I read said that they had like a relationship, but another article says they think that he followed them home. So I think he followed them. Huh? Which makes more sense, really. Uh-huh. For sure. Yeah. Um. So according to Tommy, they had sex together and fell asleep. And I'm sure Tommy remembers his sex being amazing, right? He says he woke up to find her stealing from his backpack. So he grabbed her son's baseball bat and beat her to death with it. mm Maybe stealing drugs or something. Something that would make him immediately angry. And... If that's even true.
1: Yeah. I mean, mean, if he had 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 a home and a child, I'm sure she didn't need to steal.
0: Right. From a friggin' carny. She was probably trying to figure out who he was. Yeah. Like if he had an ID or something on him. So... The boy saw what was going on. So he beats him to death as well because, um, he, so I was kind of fascinated with all of these cases and I, you know, I watched several interviews with Tommy Lynn and, um, because there are multiple interviews when you mm-hmm. look them up online, he says it was a mercy killing when they asked him, you know, well, why would you kill these kids? And, he didn't want the child to have to suffer by going through life missing his mom so Mm -hmm. he just and the trauma of seeing his mom being you know beaten to death yeah so it was just like a necessary thing Mm -hmm. to him and it was just gruesome so uh the case this is crazy so the case remains open. Oh. Now he says he did it. Hang on. So the family continues to seek justice because during their interview with Tommy, they fed him too much information. So Tommy kept agreeing. Yeah. Uh Yeah. So they messed up the interview. Mm -hmm. And so there was a daughter that wasn't home that night. Oh. And She, um, she's still fighting for justice and trying to win this case over. Um, and she's not sold that Tommy even did it. She's watched the interview tapes herself, Mm -hmm. but it's just interesting that he was in town and then he promptly left town. Right. Before the bodies were found three days later. So, oh wow. It took them three days. Yeah. So, I mean, thankfully, her daughter wasn't with her. Mm -hmm. Um, Tommy didn't like talking about his murders at all. And there was there was one in particular that was so gruesome. He really would get mad if you tried to get any details about it. He said it would give him nightmares. And it is. I mean, he killed up to 70 people. He doesn't even remember how many there yeah. were. But they're giving you nightmares. Boo-hoo, motherfucker. Right. Mm-hmm. This one. This one was hard to read. So if prepare yourself, mm-hmm. it only gets worse. In November of 87, it was just before Thanksgiving, um, when work work could not get a hold of Russell Dardine. Was his name so his dad went with authorities out to his house to go do a well check on the family
2: mm-hmm.
0: well inside they found the bodies of his wife son and his newborn baby girl all tucked into the same bed and his wife elaine had been bound and gagged with duct tape and both of them had been beaten to death, apparently, by the son's birthday present, a baseball bat. Again, Elaine was five months pregnant. Oh. And he beat her so badly that she went into labor and gave birth oh. to the premature baby, a creature that he also beat to death. I know, I'm sorry. Oh, that's it's a cool. lot. I know, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, no. I'm sorry. Okay, but I'm just trying to give you like an idea. I think that he, this is the only instance where he placed like all the bodies together and kind of covered them as if it would, as if there was some sort of, um, I don't know. He never cared for the bodies afterward, after he had done anything. And it was almost as if two things, either he knew that this was going to pin him for life, like he would be in danger in prison or, you know, he had to stop doing this Mm -hmm. because it was just too much for him. This was a different type of murder for him. It was Mm -hmm. the most gruesome, the worst one. And so instantly the police thought that the husband had done it. The guy that didn't show up for work. Mm -hmm. Right. So, but it was a few short hours later, hunters found his body and get this. Okay. So his body was found in a field, not far away from his house. He was dead too. Hang on. So he was shot three times and his penis was severed off and he was found in a field. Now to me, that sounds, seems very intimate mm-hmm. and personal, yeah. like, like that particular man had raped or hurt someone and he was trying to get him back. Mm-hmm. Um, but what was weird, you know, I told you the bodies weren't found until three days later, but interestingly enough, Russell Dardine's car was found at the police station. With, yeah, parked in their parking lot with bloodstains all on the inside. So that's another instance where it's like Tommy did not have to intentionally drive that car there Uh and leave it there for police to find. It's almost like this was the only murder where he was like,
1: "Mm,"
0: you know. You suppose maybe he wanted to get caught?
1: Yes. Like he left all this, well, evidence
0: or whatever? I think so. I mean, he did still flee town, Mm -hmm. but there were things he did in this murder that he didn't normally do, and I just think that, I think intentionally leaving a vehicle right there Mm -hmm. in front of police's eyes, that is... That is one of two things. It's either um, you're showing off. Mm -hmm. Catch me if you can. I am under your nose. Or it's I need to be caught or I'm going to do this again. Like Mm -hmm. I I can't stop. Mm -hmm. So I thought that was really interesting. Um, Give me just a second. What a psycho though. Yeah. That that was, it's very interesting to read. Just that murder alone mm-hmm. was very interesting to read about. Um, so in 92, Tommy finds himself holding a homeless sign that reads, we'll work for food, right? And he finds himself doing this a lot. Uh, so a young woman pulls over, offers him a meal, and drives him to her house. What is wrong with these people? I mean, this is the
1: 90s. Do they not know what happened in the 70s? True. Well, the 70s. Worse. They were the worst. <laughs> they didn't have podcasts. It's literally every hitchhiker on the planet. Goodness.
0: Yeah. So, anyway, uh, she, the 19 year old, asks him to wait outside. As she prepares something for him to eat, but he comes in after her anyway and takes a knife from her kitchen and he traps her in her bedroom. So she fights back with anything she can grab, including a ceramic duck. She just anything she could get her hands mm-hmm. on. She really fought for her life. He raped her, stabbed her 18 times, and bludgeoned her with a piano stool. Oh. So. They catch him for this one. Somehow, he was charged with the attack, but secured a plea deal and went on to serve only five years. Five what was years? the plea deal? I don't remember. Um, I did read it, but I didn't. I didn't put it all in. I'm uh-huh. sorry. So while he's serving his sentence, he was diagnosed as bipolar, and a woman named Nora Price. Found all of this to be super attractive, and you guessed it, pounced at the chance to be his wife. Oh Jesus! Another one of those sickles. Mm-hmm. So they had a gorgeous wedding behind bars, and when he was, <laughs> <laughs> was <beautiful>. holy, <laughs> and when he was released in ninety seven, he moved to Tennessee to be with her. Hmm. So that didn't pan out. You guessed it. I mean, the odds of a marriage working are fifty-fifty anyway, in like normal life. Did he kill her? No. Oh, oh, Interestingly okay. enough. Okay. No, I figured she'd be her. good. Oh, come on! That was true love. Mm. There was no no killing going on there. Come on, he has a heart. <laughs> no, I'm just joking. Yeah, right. I'm just joking. Okay, so he ends up leaving her actually just months later, and. At that time he was targeting girls between 8 and 16 years old. Oh, young girls. And in April of 99 he ended the life of a nine-year-old little girl as well as two other girls that were 13 and 14. He can't keep it straight. He, he honestly does not know. Tommy was extremely complex. He was hard to analyze because he had both organized and careless traits. Sometimes he would act on impulse and other times everything was all planned out. Mm-hmm. Wow. That's unbelievable. I kind of like my week where it's like one day I've got my <laughs> up together and the next I'm like, ah, well, at first I
1: I thought, well, maybe he feels bad about killing children
0: that, you know, but clearly, no. No, sometimes he would befriend them and then kill them later. Um, um, but his premeditated crimes were always the same. He would hitchhike to a new town he would settle in on a secluded street and he would wait and watch and stalk his next victims because he was the type of guy that would spend several days watching them. Mm -hmm. And then he would break into their house and stab everyone inside. So he would do it in such a way that they wouldn't die right away so that he could watch them intentionally watch them suffer Mm -hmm. and Before he would leave, he would slit their throat. Great. So he would sexually assault women and girls, typically. But in October of 97, he stalked Julie Harper and her 10-year-old son, Joel. Now, this was unbelievable. He um, watched them into the early hours of the morning outside of their house, peeking in. Mm -hmm. And then finally broke into joel's room so tommy breaks in and he just starts stabbing joel with all of his might oh so the little boy he instantly he's screaming and his mom runs in there to defend her little boy and there was a scuffle between tommy and and her and he kind of throws her to the ground and he runs out he doesn't kill her i don't know why hmm But guess what happens when officers arrive at the scene, evidence pointed to only one culprit, the mother, the boy dies. And Julie was in the midst of a child custody dispute with her ex-husband and was unfairly sentenced to 65 years in prison. She would not be released until much later when Tommy confessed to the murder in 2006, nine years later. Yeah. Nine years later, she was finally released. So she witnessed her son's murder and then was convicted for it and sat in prison for nine years. Wow. Yes. Yeah. I'd sue them all. Oh my gosh. That woman... If any woman deserves paradise for the rest of her life, it's that woman. But that happened in 97. So although his scenario was the same, his victims he selected could be different, right? So he killed women of any age, adult men, boys, girls, anything to satisfy the need. His um, pattern wasn't the person, but in the crime itself. It was the high he got in each stabbing so he just wanted to quote get in there and hurt somebody he was deemed a true psychopath and love or forgiveness meant nothing to him so his very last crime um happened on december 31st 1999 in texas and to give you a little bit of background it was a sleepover Mm -hmm. so um Two sisters were staying the night at a friend's house, so they weren't even home. And the, they were the Searle sisters. And they, there was a little bit of an argument, right, on who would sleep in whose room. So Crystal um, told Marquis, I think you say, it's M-A-R-Q-U-E, her little sister, She's like, no, no, no. You sleep in the other room. I want to sleep with my friend. You know how kids do, right? Okay. So um, Katie was 13 and Crystal was 10 and they just wanted like alone time. Sure. You know, they're like, go in the other room like kids do, right? So Marky, I don't know how to say her name. Mark? Marquis? Marquis? Probably. Later, she, so she's fuming, in her bed, she's mad that her sister had banished her mm-hmm. to the other room so that she could be with her best friend, Katie. She's like, why can't I be oh, in there? Right? I
1: know all those too well. Not for me, but for my girls.
0: So me too. So it is, it's, it's almost 100% certain that if she would have been in there with them, she would have died. Okay. So at their New Year's Eve sleepover, Katie and Crystal had so much fun. They stayed up together in the bunk beds. They were um, still together. The rest of the family, they all fell asleep after their New Year's fun. So at four o'clock in the morning, Tommy breaks in and he is specifically searching for 13 year old Katie's room. He lays down next to her. As she's sleeping and he waits for her to open her eyes. That's who that's this creep is. She screams, what are you doing here? But he threatens her with a knife and he begins to undress her. So Katie kind of fights back against her attacker and Crystal wakes up to see this going on. And She watches Katie being stabbed 16 times. And Crystal just lays there frozen. Oh, okay. So nobody's screaming. Parents are not waking up. Nothing is happening. Oh, at no point do the parents like run in. This is all, she's super smart. She is frozen. She's terrified. She's afraid to move, make mm-hmm. any sound. She just is powerless. She watches her friend die. Um, she, Tommy doesn't notice her sleeping on the top bunk. So he begins moving around the room. But just as he's, he's about to leave, his eyes meet crystals. And he becomes aware of her for the first mm-hmm. time. So Tommy grabs her and attempts to slash her throat. And she remembers holding her hands around her throat protectively, Mm -hmm. you know, and he demands her, you know, he says, move your hands. And she, she does, she has no choice. And instantly he slices her throat. So, and then he leaves. So he's not looking for anybody else to kill in the house. No, he wanted her. He wanted Mm -hmm. Katie, her best friend, and he got her. So... You know, Crystal's in pain, she's bleeding, she's terrified, but she she wanted to save her best friend, and she knew her best chance at surviving was just to play dead, so she slumped forward, laid perfectly still on the floor as he leaves. So, um, as quickly as she could, she stood up and she ran to her sister's room, the one that, you know, she wouldn't let mm-hmm. sleep with. And with her throat cut, she realized she couldn't speak or scream or do anything. So she tried to wake her sister, but she couldn't wake her up. Um, But she was determined to get help, right? Mm -hmm. She's thinking her whole family is dead. She doesn't know. She just in a panic, she completely barefoot, holding her bleeding neck, she begins running a quarter of a mile to the nearest neighbors. She doesn't know what else to do. So banging on doors, she raises, you know, neighbors attention to get help. But not only does she want medical help for herself, she is trying to relay the message that they need to go back to that house. So there's pictures of all these notes that she has Mm -hmm. written that say, you know, please help my family. And in one note, she asked if she would live. Am I going to live? Oh. oh, my God. Um, you know, she was only 10. Mm-hmm. And so in the hospital, they determined her trachea had been sliced. I mean, Crazy. this story, it just like, I cannot believe how brave. So from the hospital bed, and there's pictures of her sitting there in the hospital bed with, you know, bandages and stuff all around her throat. She was a badass. And she worked with police, sketch artists, and with a couple of days, they had him in custody, and it was awesome. Right? So they had never been more determined to catch this guy. And she did a great job and she had no idea who she was bringing down. Oh, you know what I mean? Yeah. So she it's goes on. 10 years old. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, she's like 30 now. Mm-hmm. And I just can't even with her. So she goes on to testify in the trial. And she insists that Tommy Linsell's be present as she testifies with him in the room so she can see him despite his request to be excused. So he didn't want to be in the room. And she's like, no, nope. fucker, you're going to sit here and you're going to listen to me. You're going to look at me. Yeah. So she uh, she described her you know, story to the jury and she did a great job. He was found guilty and sentenced to death. And believe it or not, that was the only murder he was ever convicted of. Wow. Believe that. And since he w- but he was a primary suspect in 22 other murders but he, they couldn't pin it to him. So those families didn't get justice, which is kind of sad. But anyway, um, on the 3rd of April, 2014, Tommy Lynn Sells was executed by lethal injection injection and he didn't have any amazing last words. It <laughs> he had nothing to say, but Crystal Searles, uh, was present with her, fa- her family and friends. And, um, Aww. Yeah, so... I mean, I don't think I could or would want
1: to do it, be present. Die alone. You don't even need to look at me. I
0: mean, I don't know. Two of his friends came. That's what the article said. He had friends? That's what I thought. I'm like, how do you have friends? Hmm. I don't know. It says, um... Yeah, that he had two friends and that he faintly smiled as he saw them. Oh, good for you. Anyway, uh, she says when she was interviewed, I don't ever think about Tommy Lynn I don't even give him the time of day. Mm -hmm. And that was her quote. So it was pretty cool. And um, so I was just kind of like thinking to myself, I'm like, geez, why didn't the other twin live? You know, Tommy's twin
2: mm-hmm
0: or whatever maybe I know that's a morbid thought but uh, you know Tommy had a pretty rough upbringing but yeah
1: wonder he, what how he would have turned out if he would have stayed with Ann Bonnie
0: me too or if he would have gotten some type of help to deal with mm-hmm. his trauma or anything at all but I just thought it was so cool the, the way everything came full circle um, because of a 10-year-old little girl mm-hmm. amazing
2: yeah yeah awesome
0: Good yeah for her very cool so anyway i hope you guys liked this week's story
1: well i did i can't wait to see some pictures do you have pictures
0: of the notes I, that she wrote i do okay. yeah cool. yeah and um again thanks mike for suggesting it mike I think he said he knew somebody. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I didn't mention it
1: because I'm not sure, but he went to high school with a girl that he attacked. So, yeah. I'm sure. I should call him and get more info on that and give you all an update.
0: Yeah, that she's doing well now. She's doing good. Yeah. It's funny how some of these stories hit closer to home than what Mm -hmm. you think yeah so but thanks for listening you guys hope you have a good week and um
1: i know i will sound like a broken record but uh please give us a five star a five star review um somehow it helps us i still don't know (laughs) how but it does so please be so kind and uh, help us boost our algorithm
0: and don't date carnies no
1: carnies are out are there even still well yeah there are carnies if there's a fair there's a carny
0: (laughs) (laughs) so weird stay away from carnivals just don't go Yes. So that's our advice for the week.
1: Well, no, I mean, I like to go to carnivals and fairs. So I'm not saying I'm not going to. I go for the food, really. That's what I go for.
0: Bring your bodyguard. That's yes. what I'm going to say. Yeah. Get get you one of those.
1: Yeah, or bring your husband.
0: Do it. So, yep. yeah,
1: thanks for listening, and um, I hope you all have a great weekend. Bye. Bye.